All right, it's time for your week two Saturday countdown. ACC football is live and in direct. Let's talk about NC State Notre Dame. Let's talk about your favorites, Vandy and Wake Forest, and maybe a little more in between. But more importantly than that, we want to get some fan conversations popping because y'all are in your fields, and we want to make sure that we answer some of your questions. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download and subscribe to the pod from wherever you listen and on our YouTube page. We love it when you talk to us because we certainly talk back. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use a Locked On College as your code for $20 off your first purchase. Kenton Gibbs here, rocking and rolling from Locked On Wolfpack. And we, oh, I should also say Locked On College Football. He has all the things. He's a radio, you know, hitman. He does all of this football takes. And he is just ready to go on this Saturday morning as we prepare for it. will be a very exciting noon to night slate of college football for the ACC. I mean, hey, I'm only human, you know. I, I promise you that the seal of L on my chest is not real. You know, I don't actually belong to that family. Uh, but, you know. More of a Marvel guy? Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you this much. Uh, they Superman is a terribly written character, and it's hard to write a character that has as many powers as he does well. But that's another story for another time. We can talk about that some other time, why he's my favorite hero and all that. But that's, that's another story for another time. Uh, long story short, I'm ready to get into some football. We got some ball. I told everybody yesterday that, that you know, we had to talk the uh, Tez Walker situation and all that. Uh, but we are back to on the field and players who are playing this year. So let's get into it. Yeah, my two cents on Tez Walker before we get into this Saturday slate is that at the end of the day, sucks to not be able to play. The NCAA has sucked for a mighty long time, and they still suck, and it's apparent every single day. They are very ironic in some of the things that they roll out in their social plans and only to really just you know, slap people in the face. And hopefully we get to a place where we are not governed by people who seem to have nothing better to do than police these young men and women. So there's that. Yeah, they, they, NCAA definitely screwed the pooch on this one. And uh, I think it's, again, I, I, I think it's a shame that um, we we can't, the rules are so rigid, there's no flexibility for common sense. If a school canceled their football season, if there was no football, why does that even count towards the free transfer? That, that transfer shouldn't count at all, in, in my regard, in my uh, well, you know, I think they got too big for their britches and gave the whole COVID year thing and added a year, and they didn't—they didn't really know what they were doing. But that's, you know, we could we could go on by yeah, we could. all day. We but. could we could go on and nod and. And you know who now. could really help us with this is these two schools, Vanderbilt and Wake Forest. I know they got some lawyers up in there. I know they got some yeah. sports business management people up in there. Wake mm-hmm. Forest and Vanderbilt battle of the nerds type of energy today at 11 a.m. Yeah. on ACC Network. Vandy is a team that started out two and oh, feeling good about themselves. Definitely trying to turn the page on how they're viewed not only nationally but from their own conference and what better way to do it than against a really good very astute team like wake forest who doesn't make many mistakes had a really good showing against elon but the mendicans are trying to like play a little cut above and trying to join the crew that has beaten eight, some sec teams already this season 
The Demon Deacons are going to have to have a very strong defensive performance yet again. I think that their offense can get them by, but it's going to take, you know, not Herculean talent and, you know, miracles. Certainly it's going to be, you know, their solid first solid performance of the season. Yeah, well, Vanderbilt is 10-point favorites in this game, and, I mean, rightfully so. I'm sorry, not Vanderbilt. Wake Forest are 10-point favorites in this game, and rightfully so. Yes, Vanderbilt is 2-0, but we all know how I feel about early season games. If you're playing the Island of Misfit Toys University, you know. Why do you come up with these names? I don't. I'm just, just with all due respect, I don't, I, you know, I don't put too much weight behind it. I think the Mitch Griffiths and company do what they need to do. Um, I could see this being a one score game. I wouldn't bet the house on it. Uh, I think Wake Forest takes care of business and do what they're supposed to do in this one. Yeah, I think being 10 point favorites, definitely something that Coach Clausen and the boys don't take too you know, seriously. They know they're going to have to come out and play perfect ball. But as we certainly get through what will be a very exciting start to the morning, Wake Forest and Vanderbilt is a good first one. Now, Notre Dame and NC State, one that you would say to yourself, Probably would be lovely to be a night game, in my opinion. Being at NC State, being at Carter Finley in Raleigh, I can't see how you go wrong with this matchup today. Yeah, I I too agree that this should be uh, a night game, probably. But you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I think I think that this this is a game that is going to be a huge litmus test for both teams because neither team has played a team that I think uh, qualifies as a quality win. Per sure. se. I don't, I don't think either team has so far. And that's with all due respect to UConn, to Tennessee state, to Navy. Sure. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that that's been the case. So uh, with that being said, this is a game that it'll, it'll say a lot for both teams. It's a measure state game for both teams. The many people are surprised that the Irish were only seven and a half point favorites in this one. I'll say this, Sam Hartman has never won a game in Carter-Finley Stadium. As long as he was the quarterback of Wake Forest, he's never won a game in Carter-Finley Stadium. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, that just is because Wake Forest defense was bad. Wrong answer, forehead. Um, Sam Hartman, I believe, has thrown five or six picks in his two visits to uh, the Carter combined. So... And let's I'm help. Defense, NC State's defense didn't get exponentially worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their secondary yeah. isn't some chumps, right? You got guys that have come over and are certainly ready to, you know, make names for themselves, especially on a afternoon, Sunday, Saturday afternoon. And I think that more than that, Peyton Wilson being ACC player of the week is he's ready to have one of his last hurrahs. He's played up against Sam a time or two. So he's very familiar with his game. And I think there's, it's not going to be much different, but from an offensive standpoint, Brennan Armstrong, what are we getting? Are we going to get some vanilla? Are we going to open the playbook? Like what, what are we going to get from that second, um, from that backfield? Excuse me. What do you feel like offensively NC State has to do today? And I mean, you and I are both very big in the trenches people. We are very much so people who believe that the trenches are, are going to win and lose you the football game. And that's what you what you asked about this question, even when you want to talk about Brennan Armstrong, because we didn't get to see Robert and I open up the playbook last week, not because Brennan Armstrong can't push it down the field, but because the offensive line was losing one-on-one matchups. And that's that's what I think is one of the best things that could possibly happen to you in a early season win against a quote-unquote cupcake team mm -hmm. is for you to get humble, for you to win that game but learn some lessons along the way. And I think that that happened with NC State to the point where, you know, this game, again, is going to be about both offensive and defensive lines 
who can get done what they want to get done. If Notre Dame can run the ball effectively, if Estimate and company are, you know, if they're having a parade inside the end zone all day, it's going to be a long day for NC State. However, if NC State can provide a clean pocket for uh, for Brennan Armstrong, I, I'll i say this. I think that Notre Dame has very good outside corners. Other than that, in terms of their guys in coverage, all those fifth-year linebackers they got, I think they're excellent coming downhill. When you talk about making those boys backpedal, gowns, beautiful gowns, wonderful, <laughs> beautiful gowns. Not sure if that's their strength necessarily. So, sure. you know, this is this is uh, going to be a game that the the what, who wins in the trenches will win the game. I can guarantee you that. We love the trenches, baby. Yes, Lord. All right, Purdue and Virginia Tech, 1, 12 mm-hmm. o'clock on ESPN2. Purdue certainly is a team, if we're talking about trying to just take infinity stones from other P5s, right? Big yeah. Ten, Purdue, Virginia Tech. <laughs> I don't know if that, I want that to be our staple, but this we gotta go. We gotta go with the Hokies coming off a solid win against ODU. Ollie Jennings doing the damn thing. Grant Wells doing the best he can with what he got. Defense holding up just enough. Purdue is not a great team, however, they are better than ODU. Virginia Tech is gonna have to give their best, and they're playing at home. I'm I'm here for it. I just need them to. It's going to be a big one for them. This is a. This is a. I wouldn't say marquee matchup, but it's definitely one where we see really where Virginia Tech is at. They might move up in the power rankings with this bit with this win. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They would definitely move up in the power rankings with this win. But let me let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so generally speaking, Vegas says that a home home field advantage is worth about three points. Do you know how many points Virginia Tech is favored by? Two points. Two and a half. They're okay. favored by two and a half. So Vegas is saying, ah, we not sure. No. <laughs> and we gotta not, go with to summer. not be sure because Lane is at Lane Stadium is kind of crazy. But here yeah, we yeah. And I was just about to say that's that is one of the again from their entrance through the 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 final whistle being blown. Lane Stadium hits different. It, yeah. it is a different yeah. type of a deal there. Um, I'm just glad for Purdue that this is in the night game, or else that would be uh, you know Hokies by ten. But with that being said, I'm going to stick with one statement that I said last week, carry it over into this week. The team with Ollie Jennings on the field will win the ball game. That's, okay. I know that that was, you know, I know he played for ODU, and that's why I said it last week, but I'm going to stick with it this week. I don't think that Purdue quite has the answer for that. Um, and, and, again, I hate to go against some of my Cast Tech guys up there, Jalen Graham and all that. I did it last week, and I lost with NIU. Shout out to Mr. Esther. But – with that being said, uh, I think that uh, I think that Virginia Tech has just enough to get it done. Thousand percent. All right, let's get to some of our conversations around a couple other teams. But first, we got to pay some bills, like we love to do. If you have not yet, please make sure you get your chance to get some Nutrafol. As you know, you don't have to choose between hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth and supplement for men. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of the thinning with Nutrafol. Whew, this is my favorite uh, ad read for many reasons. Nutrafol is number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol 
Nutrafol <laughs> supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code locked on college. Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Very much my favorite read here at Locked On Podcast Network. Because I get to read it with my guy, Kenton Gibbs. We're talking through ACC football week two. Holy Cross and Boston College. Keys to winning. Well, Boston College's keys are simple. That offensive line has to be who they say they are. They say the team takes on the personality of the head coach. And it seems to me, with all due respect to Mr. Mahogany, it seems to me that the offensive line have also become snake oil salesmen. They need to be physically imposing. They need to show Holy Cross from snap one. Y'all are not us. and We are not you. We are not on the same level. We are not the same type of thing. That needs to be apparent right away. Because if not, I'll tell you what, if that offensive line plays around, they will find out. Athlete gets fired if he doesn't win this game. Oh, a thousand percent. Halfley doesn't make I, – I, I mean this very seriously. Halfley may not make it to the uh, team bus. He may not make it to the team bus as head coach if they lose this game. Yeah, without a doubt. They, they've never lost to a group of five team before Halfley. Never lost to a group of five. So – you're you're looking at a program that is is you know hitting un, unprecedented lows, and you think that they're just gonna oh yeah well it's it's okay it's only year four he'll figure it out Mm-mm. no you're going in the wrong direction brother you gotta go Halfley does not make it on the bus hey I'm I'm here for it because at this point we are all trying to elevate this ACC game we can't have you know faller behinders whatever that word is what yeah, is the word. Um, uh, it, people who are dragging us down, anchors tethering us to the ground, pretty much. You know, you you love a good yeah. phrase. <laughs> and speaking of tra- not bringing us down, James Madison, Virginia. I'm looking at you, big guy. All right, Tennessee. We we charge it to the game. We sort of knew what it was, but that offense is going to have to do. I mean, three and outs cannot be your. D- don't your look state. at them. Okay. Don't look at them. If you're yeah. looking for somebody to not drag the ACC down, don't look at them. Don't look. In, in the words of Daniel Caesar, please do not lean on them. They're unstable, okay? Let me tell you something right now. What Virginia's offense did best last week was run the football. That team, James Madison, stopped the run better than everybody in the nation except some team in Athens called the Bulldogs. That was the only team that stopped the run bet at a better clip than them last year. So with that in mind, um, this is going to be – you know, uh, James Madison is favored by six and a half. 
I am not a financial advisor. I am not a better myself. But if I were a betting man, give me the house, take out a second mortgage, put it down on JMU. I'm not making that advice. I am not making that as advice. You know, you did already do your picks this week, right? Yeah, and I picked James Madison. Okay, yeah, you did. Yeah. I'm just saying, you 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 doubling down, you tripling down, really on. Again, I'm, I'm telling you, it. Listen, I. So here's the thing: for those who don't know this about me, I watch a lot of film. I watch these games and like break down what I see from the teams and what I see from individuals. And the deeper we get into the week, the more I get to watch these different teams. I start off with NC State, of course, because I got a separate podcast for NC State. I got to doing all that, but throughout the week, I get more and more and more film. I'm telling you, that Virginia team, you know, hopefully Chico Bennett is back. Um, Gonna be huge. And 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 hopefully he's firing at a high clip because he's their their last saving hope on that defense to cause some turnovers. Because the defense played well last week. I'll give them their props. It was not they defense fault well, whatsoever. They got tired. They can only yeah. do so much when you get three and out after three and out after three and out. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That that's why I'm saying Chico need to cause a turnover. They don't just need stops. You need to take the ball away but in even, plus position. But see, here's the thing. They did get turnovers. They did have Tennessee rattle a little bit, but when they got favorable field position, the offense wasn't able to capitalize. So if you can't do that, and they you missed can get tur- yard field goal. <laughs> if you can't get turnovers, baby, what are we talking about? If you can't and, capitalize on them, I should say. And that's what I that's what I'm saying. He that's notice I didn't say Chico Bennett needs to create a turnover. He needs to create turnovers. He needs to be all over that quarterback like why don't rice. Or hear me out. Virginia needs to march out that field. I don't know. Anyway, let's let's not belabor I mean, the point on w- Virginia. What, what needs to happen and what is gonna happen is two, you know, you know. <laughs> folks need to pay their card note or else that card go get took away. I'm still getting called some ally. Hey, hey friend, what's going on, big head? We we got so you know, that's just reality. <laughs> South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, another good matchup. I think Georgia Tech wins this one handily, similar to how Louisville was able to get a big dub against Murray State. This Mm -hmm. is sort of a pick-me-up game. Louisville did the damn thing, 56-0 shutout. They might actually be a little something. They might move up on our power rankings chart next week. But I think Georgia Tech also needs to sort of pick me up after that Louisville loss, and I think they're going to get that against South Carolina State. You know, I'm I'm so sorry to see uh, Coach Buddy from South Carolina State having – a very um, tough exit campaign. He's having yes. his farewell tour, and uh, the first game against Jackson didn't go well. This game ain't going to go well either. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all know how we feel about Brent Key on this here show. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to show love to Brent on this here show. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is another one that mm, it's not going to be close. <laughs> not going to be close at all. Charleston Southern and Clemson, speaking of another not-so-close game, Clemson needs a pick-me-up, and this is going to be a good pick-me-up game for them. Now, what is it from Clemson I think we want to see more? Because I don't don't necessarily think you open up your playbook against Charleston Southern, right? But Mm -hmm. from a defensive standpoint, I wouldn't even say defense was necessarily the problem last week. It's just all around not their best ball. There's nothing Clemson can show me in this game that will have me convinced. Hmm. There's nothing. Nothing. Now, with that being said, I do still want to see a clean football game from them. I want to see them execute at the moment of truth and all that, because that's really what got them against uh, against Duke. Yeah. The moment of truth. You get to the red zone four, four or five times five. and you miss two field goals. You you have a couple turnovers down there. You're, the moment of truth is whooping y'all ass right now. And I never yeah. thought I'd say that about Clemson. 
Yeah. But the moment the truth done took the belt off and spanked that baby thoroughly, I, I'm ready to call CPS. So with that in mind, the the idea here is just play a clean game of football. Kicker, make a kick, please. Yeah, yeah. And not just a kicker, protection. Block somebody, please. Special teams definitely had a long, long afternoon with that one, can, without a doubt. <laughs> Let's talk about some of our afternoon games here starting at 3.30. But first, want to remind you guys about our friends at Game Time. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll get, always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem locked on college for $20 off download the game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Started with this afternoon slate at 3.30, the afternoon, strong afternoon games getting off and you're figuring out first round of games is done. Even though Clemson will be at 2.15, you still, 3.30 is what you try everything. You're waking up, feeling good, had a good breakfast. Miami is going to be another game that probably should have been at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. would have been exciting. But being at home, the Hurricanes can really take down a top 25 opponent and show us that they are back, ready to go, lighted and loaded. Cam Kitchens and the boys, don't play with us. I don't want to hear that Miami is back. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know, save save them lies for somebody who want to hear it. But what I will say is this. There's a lot of fraud alert in this game. There's a lot of fraud alert. From many Jimbo, sides, yeah. Jimbo is big time on fraud alert. There's a lot of looks at him. Hey, brother, what's going on? You ain't had success in Florida since Jameis was stealing crab legs. What's going <laughs> on, brother? What's happening? What's happening? And on the other side, Mario and the crew, you know, he's in year two. This is game two of year two, so it's not necessarily as deep. But there are still questions about, you know, objectively speaking, Texas A&M got the best team that money can buy, and money ain't bought them no wins. So, uh, you know, what what does that look like in terms of if you lose to a team that has struggled mightily um, so far? And if you're one of the only ACC teams to lose to an SEC team in these first couple of weeks? Eyes are going to be, you know, eyes are going to be watching you. But I I do think that this is going to be a a good back and forth game. Um, I, you know, I think Miami pulls this one off. I agree. I think that this is going to be a get back game that they know if they had played and executed a little bit differently last year, it would have been a better outcome. And I think it's all about discipline and staying smart, not getting too high on yourself and not getting too low to stay in the game for all 60 minutes. And I definitely think that's something that Miami can do. Now let's talk about Syracuse who has no, their first home opener against Western Michigan. Don't see this being a cra- too crazy of a game, but Syracuse, again, keep that train rolling with that execution, ha- same as you did with Colgate. It'll be at 3.30 on ESPN+. Western Michigan, protect yourself. Uh, Dino, Dino, you go ahead and, and, you know, put some numbers up on that board, up the skull, up the skull, brother. You, you got to, you know, it, it, tougher times are ahead, so – do what you need to do early to get Schrader and company out the game early because we've seen what this team yeah. looks like without Schrader last year. That's true. Uh, you don't want to play around and have him taking extra hits because you want to go too conservative with the playbook and you want to make sure that, oh, we don't want to show nobody nothing. Listen, get him out the game early. Yeah. yeah. 
as much, as quick as possible. Another get back game that we have here starting at 5:15 for our early early evening matchup North Carolina and App State. North Carolina opening up at Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill and they're feeling like this is another get back game. They were in App State last season. Fourth quarter sort of got the best of this defense and I know that they remember that. Can they do a fourth quarter shutout? Can they do a whole shutout? Who knows? But I feel like they can't rest on what happened last week against South Carolina. I don't think that, you know, you get too high on yourselves, but Tar Heels have always done me dirty when it comes to being high on them. So I just have to be even cute. I'll tell you what, that defense, they made a huge statement last week. They said, rip me out the plastic. I've been acting brand new last week. They they made it tough on Spencer Rattler. Every single <laughs> – if you if you go back and watch that game, every single pass that he completed – well, not every single, but a majority of the passes he completed, they literally were like, Spencer Rattler is a special arm talent, and you saw it at multiple points because he's throwing from awkward angles, throwing on the run, all that good stuff. Can this defense sustain a level of play that's near that? Because like I said last week, that that level of play is not sustainable. Negative rushing yards, you're not going to go through the season. They're on pace right now if you average out what they did by 12 to allow negative 24 rushing yards this season. That's not going to happen, right? right of right, course right. that's not going to happen. But right. if they can play near that level, especially against the App State team that is objectively not supposed to be on their level, well, right, right. you know, this could be a really great time and all the folks in Keenan will be partying and celebrating. A thousand percent. Listen, minus 19 and a half is what I got. And I just let's just get two touchdowns. Let's make sure the clock hits zero. Then I'll feel better. That's just how I do how I roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about 19 and a half, but I, I you know, I mean, no, I, don't think, I don't I don't think that UNC loses this. one. Nah, Lafayette and Duke, you know, in past years, we would have been like, all right, Duke, this is the game that we need to show and prove and blah, 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 blah. blah. And like now we're saying, all right, Duke, roll on and roll over and keep it pushing. Let's get a two and up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's this is a game where, you know, Duke used to be the team that this would be like their battle game. This would be their You got to fight for your life to win it. This is a game where Duke needs to go ahead, put them away early, put them away early. Show that y'all got some better hands. It's raining out here a little bit. It's thundering out here a little bit and all that good stuff. Hopefully that stops by game time. But right. Jalen Calhoun, brother, show us those hands because it was you was yeah. looking. The lights looked real bright in Wallace Wade last week. They looked real bright. No. Well, you know, everyone's so. coming with these new LED light systems, and I'm wondering if coaches are like, hey, tone it down a bit, just a bit for our guys. I'll tell you what, um, LED lights, the regular light bulbs, if they light a thousand candles, you need to hold on to that football, brother. You need to hold on to that football. I when that thing stand you. When that thing hits this here little diamond, I'm not, listen, all I'm saying is this. I'm not a Delta, nor am I a part of a Rock Nation, but when you throw your hands up like this and that ball hit it, you ought to catch that thing. Whew. Right, there was a joke there. I'm going to leave it there. Don't do it. Cincinnati Don't do it. and Pitt. Cincinnati and Pitt have a great game ahead of us as well. Wouldn't say it's a marquee matchup for the ACC, but still a good one nonetheless. If you are a Louisville guy and you want to see Satterfield go down, this is the game for you, okay? Pat Narduzzi, mm -hmm. I'm sure, wants to get a look back somewhere, and this is the game to do it. This is a game to me where, you know, of course, Pitt won last week. We weren't really, you know, paying too much attention to it. I would, yeah. I would cock my head if they beat Cincinnati and do it handily. Hello, Satterfield, my old friend. <laughs> I've come to talk with you again. It looks like he just can't get enough of the ACC, but I disagree. I think that this is a marquee matchup for huh. uh, the ACC because – Cincinnati's going to the Big 12. And everybody told me that, Ken, you don't know 
Jack Diddley about the Big 12, and we've got all these heavy hitters coming, as well as the heavy hitters that are already there. We won't miss Texas. We won't miss Oklahoma. We've got some killers on the way. Well, what better way for the ACC to send a statement to the country than to say, we beat the SEC in week one. Now what? We beat the SEC and we too. Our nerds are better than your nerds. Miami is better than your team that's bought up everybody and their mama. And we're looking at the Big 12 now saying, didn't y'all have a season where every team that played a Sunbelt team lost to that Sunbelt team? Wasn't that year very recently, including your conference champion? Oh, okay. We're going to whoop on the teams that are about to come in there to show you where you belong in this thing. So guess what, Narduzzi? You got the whole city on your – I'm sorry, not the whole city. The whole conference on your back, brother. You need to go out there and at least cover this seven points. But I want to see you break a foot off in some Bearcat behind. All right, let's run through the wall with that energy. You know, I wish this was like Instagram Live where you could have, have hearts that happened while you're streaming so people could like like what you're saying and you could be like, mm. oh, yeah, because like the way that was intense, I feel like there were so many hearts on that one, you know, people who are I watching mean, live on our show. Yeah, drop drop a heart if you really enjoy what Kenton, like that. Kenton, you know, sometimes he gets, into, he gets into football mode and like ready to run through a brick wall. It's like I definitely took my monster drink and like, yeah, like, that's how I felt after that. Listen, I, I know that uh, CD and, and Peninsula P are probably tailgating right now. That's the only reason we don't see hearts in the chat right now. Tailgating at six th- th- for a six thirty game. I, you know what? You got to set up. I, you know you got to set up now. Hail the pit. Hail the pit. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got to set up for the tailgate, and then you do see if you see that that showed me that Candace, you wasn't the, the tailgater that did the setting up. You just showed up. Was pretty. You got your drinks. You got Hello. your food, and you got on the way. As a guy who sets up, I'm gonna tell you if you setting up, you got to be out there at least five to six hours early. At least five to six hours early. To get everything ready, get everything prepared, because when the people like you show up, we don't want you waiting there. Said, when is the uh, we love some hospitality, right? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: I always show up with my sunglasses and my solo cup, and I'm ready to ride. Okay, mm-hmm. I got. I need my biscuit. I need my mimosa, and then I'm just mm-hmm. ready to have good time. Champagne for the campaign, you know? Like we you know, we do what we got to do. I well, I wouldn't say champagne is my only way because I I'm just here to make sure I remember parts of the game, the key moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, see, and again, I'm I'm just the guy that shows up and helps set up. So if Peninsula P and DC are those guys, they they probably out there yeah. setting up right now so right. that the, the folks like you can show up and get their champagne for the campaign, <laughs> show up and get their biscuits, show up and get their, you know, get their food and libations and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, but but I'll tell you what, Narduzzi, this still don't change the, the scenario for you, brother. It don't matter. You Again, you need to break a foot off in some Bearcat behind. They need to be burping out Pit Panther for the next week. And I'll say that much. We're going to end here with Southern Miss and Florida State. Listen, Florida State, you did the damn thing. Don't make it mm-hmm. close. Don't give anybody any reason to cock their head and say, all right, maybe they're not. I think this is the type of game you come out healthy. You run a couple plays. You don't do too too much. But you certainly put yourself in a position to you know keep that train moving forward, keep get the stats going, right? Get get enough stats to make you feel good as you're making your Heisman campaign arguments, right? But then yeah. get on out of dodge, like third, fourth quarter. You know, let's get the B team in, C team maybe. You know, all those types of things. Yeah, I listen. Uh, Florida State needs to dominate in this game. Okay, sure. Their wide receiving core. You know, we were thinking people were thinking to themselves. Well, you know, you, you got. Johnny Wilson, 1A, and, and, and Keon Coleman, 1B. 
And uh, Keon Coleman said, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure you all know what you're dealing with here. Um, yeah. I'm going to call for the fade ball whenever I want to, to get it. And guess what? Nobody's going to be able to stop me. With that being said, again, this shouldn't be close. Yeah. Whoop on Southern Miss early. Get your get the real ball players out the game. No offense to the young guys who are coming along and they're figuring out their way and all that. Let the young guys get in. Let the guys who are going to hit the transfer portal next year get in and, and get their film and all that good stuff. Granted, of course, teams don't know that you're going to hit the transfer, but, but you get what I'm saying. The, the young guys who are, are looking to um, play big-time snaps and all that and haven't done so so far, let them go ahead and get in um, because this – this Southern Miss team, they're not a terrible group of five team, but they're sure. just a group of five team. You know, sure. they're, they're not exactly there right now. A thousand percent agree. Well, those are week two keys to winning marquee matchups and the like. And we always appreciate when you guys come in and stop by, talk to us throughout our YouTube live chat. Every time we go live, we always have a great time with our fans. So make sure that if you ever see us live, you hop on in, get your, you know, your comments off and you tell us how you feel. We will be back on Monday to talk through how we did. We've been ranking. Kenton will have the week three polls up by Sunday so we can make sure that we're ready to oh, go. Oh, the week for... three polls are already up. Oh, my God. That, that's why they pay you the top dollar. Okay, you guys got five shows. You don't know how to act. Okay, period. So wow. we want to make sure that we put y'all in a great position to not only thrive and see where we're at for week two recap, but how we're looking for week three. Fans right now are in the lead, but only by one game. They Clearly no more than we do, Kenton, you know, but that's how that goes. For Candace yeah. Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys enjoy game day. If you're tailgating, if you're having popping bubbly, if you're doing anything that you want out there, make sure you're safe and smart with it, and we'll see you guys next week. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.